This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hi, how are you? Hey, yo, man. It's the Monty Show. And it's already Thursday, March 3rd, which is redonkulous. 2022! You're wasting your lives. Anyway, um, we're giving away a PlayStation 5, and all you have to do is subscribe to this channel. Um, And then it would help if you followed us on TikTok as well, because we're amazing on TikTok. Yeah. Except Jake in the morning won't dance. Why is it that you won't dance? Dude, it's too early. We're playing, Drake. You're on crack in the morning, and it's like 4 a.m., dude. It was 5.38. Whatever, same thing. Out like a light, hey, yeah, out, out, like know, a same, light, same hey, thing. like a light, hey. Right. Anyway, uh, we're giving away a PS5, <laughs> and all you have to do is subscribe to the channel. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You can find Jake over here, SLC Supercars. Have you said I love you to your girlfriend yet? Nope. Nope. Have you thought about it? <clears throat> nope. Do you love her? Yes. Then why haven't you told her? Because it's not time yet. Oh. What you haven't told her yet? Not time yet. Why? Because it's just not. It's been what has it been? It's been it's been just over two months. So we're playing by artificial rules. No. All right, we'll debate that topic later. Because I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. If she's gonna call you daddy, you I mean you gotta Daddy? <laughs> The new favorite drop on the show. Remember, I'm I told you, Daddy. I told you about this video yesterday, where and I've watched this thing a thousand times. Where where these two dudes are in a car, and this guy's like, "Hey, pick up my cable," and the guy bends over to pick up his cable, and the dude leans into his ear and is like, "Daddy, Daddy!" Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. And the other dude just gets freaking. Annoyed. I'm not your daddy. I am not your daddy. <laughs> daddy? Daddy? Oh. <laughs> I love it. I wow. love it. The night guy says, good morning. Daddy? Uh, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway. Dude. So we'll talk about your inability to say the words, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Monty is throwing her... her I, I Apple earplug things and stuff. Um, Let's settle this right now. Yeah. Teddy Wayman, sup, fellas? What's up with you? Cody Strickland, J.P. Shanahan, you're never first. J.P., at some point, be a man. I'm not your daddy. Anyway, J.P., good to see you, bro. Uh, <laughs> Hack Podcast, Frank Orion, Tanner Plummer. Tanner Plummer, somehow, one of you assholes, Reported Tanner Plumbers. Hey guys. Com- hey guys. Hey guys. Uh, hi. Hey, hey uh, guys. 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 Hey guys. Guys, I'm back. Somebody reported Tanner Plumbers' comments, and it put him in the community filter program. Keep it real. And so he's like, <laughs> he's hit me up. He's hit me up on Twitter the other day. He's like, Monty, Monty. Hey, hey, man. Daddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, hey, hey, hey. 
I, I don't blame the guy. I mean, there's no reason for him to be in the whatever the hell you just said it was called, the hidden comment section or whatever. Somebody reported Tanner I don't, there's Plummer. There's no reason for that. There's no reason to be, you know, reporting the guy. Chris Karn, sup? How are you? Speaking of which, Chris Karn, my dude, <sighs> we got to talk about Mitch Trubisky, but we also have to talk about working from home. Dude. Chris Karn has always worked from home. Right. And we have not always worked from home, uh -huh. but Google is sending people back to the office. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Uh, JP Shanahan says, I know a win's a win, but on paper, this team, Utah, should have beaten by double digits easily. Morning, by the way. Well, let's just get to it then. There you go. Um, <laughs> let's get into the Utah Yaz. They went to Houston last night in what should have been a pleasure cruise, but they, as it turns out, went to Houston to fight for their lives, which they did. And to their credit, the Jazz held on and won that game because it would have been easy to fold. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of malaise, and I know there's a lot of Jazz fans this morning that are frustrated and upset. But again, I'm, I'm going to say it about Donovan Mitchell. He's on the verge. Mm -hmm. He is so, so close to being an NBA absolute stud. All he's missing is that mid-range game. And we saw it last night. Where he, 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 I'm really worried about his legs. Um, he has lost lift. Mm -hmm. Like on that layup that he missed and then he had to go back and finish it. At the end of the game there where he could have dunked it, he didn't. Like you worry about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm more worried about the fact right now that this team is reliant on Donovan Mitchell to be special to win games. Yeah, That's the theme that I think really emerges for me in this game last night. And I know we're going to talk about Rudy and the defense and all that. But I want to take a second, and I hope that you appreciate how special Donovan Mitchell is right now. I hope you appreciate that, again, and I'm going to own this, for the last 10 games, this guy has been remarkable. Yeah. His, his drive and kick game last night, the behind-the-back the uh, the behind the back pass to bag Snatchevich, you know – where Bogey's in the corner and drills a three after Donovan makes an unbelievable behind-the-back no-look pass. Bojan. I don't know how he got that first three ball off to Mike Conley in the corner, but he did. Um, and then that three in overtime was just a wonderful play Clutch. by Donovan Mitchell. Now, those, those two guys got to hit those shots. Donovan Mitchell put them in positions to succeed, Jake, mm -hmm. and I think you have to take a minute and really appreciate the way that Donovan Mitchell – is performing for this Jazz team. Oh, it's precisely what the team needs. I mean, the team needs Donovan Mitchell to 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 facilitate. The team needs him to put guys in in uh, high percentage opportunities. You know, uh, what better place for Boyan Bogdanovich to be than in the weak side corner, ready to take a wide open three? What else would you want him on this team for? You know, that's his that is his highest and best use. And what do you see? He makes those shots. You know, and that's what I'm telling you. This team. Again, when we talk about not running offense and, and they're not using guys in the right way, last night you're seeing them use guys in the right way, and what happens? The ball starts falling, and this is why I say, if Donovan can consistently figure out, you know, depending on the opponent, of course, but if Don can figure out how to, how to, how to penetrate the paint and look for guys, that that's going to make this team better, you know, because instead of relying on playing the perimeter game and beating the defense with athleticism, you're going, you're going more old school with it, which I love. You're, you're simply saying, okay, let's give the ball to our best player and let's let him make decisions. 
And if he makes the wrong decision, we're going to live with that because he's our best player. You know, if he decides based on what the defense gives him that the best decision is to is to take the screen and pull up at the elbow for for a jumper and he misses that with the game on the line. Well, that's tough shit then, you know, sorry for my language, but that's just what it is. We're going to have to live with that, you know, but last night, I think you're right. I agree with you. What needs to be said is we're starting to see Donovan Mitchell figure out that, okay, if I can penetrate the paint and I can kick this thing, then I'm going to get wide open looks. Now, what I will say about that, the adjustment that you're, that this team's going to have to go through is when you play a better team. They're not going to give you that easy weak side corner pass. You're not going to have that against the best defensive teams in the league. And so what you're going to wind up doing is you're going to kick it out to the top of the key or the wing, or you're going to have to figure out another way, you know. But last night against a bad a bad defense in Houston, I think that was awesome to see that level of execution in the passing game. And the only other thing I'd love to see out of this team in addition to that is maybe swing the ball around, like get the ball moving. And I think when, once they get to that level again, you're going to see this team's going to continue to knock down 40% of their threes, and they're going to be tough to beat. But again, that can't happen unless you put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hand and allow him to create for other people. Well, when you talk about get the ball moving, one of the things that really stood out to me in this game is that the Utah Jazz don't run offense, and it, especially in crunch time. When you saw, you know, speaking of Donovan, at the end of the game there, you were blowing up my phone about turnovers and Donovan turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. and But that's exactly what I mean. It, it The problem is that this Utah Jazz team, in the biggest moments of a game, turns into that Don and everybody else. They turn into that team where the ball stops moving. They're not running offense. Like, you're trying to burn clock. Your offense in the last minute of the game was burn clock and shoot a long three. That's mm -hmm. not a high percentage equation. The other thing that really stands out to me about the late game decision making here is why did you not foul when you had eight seconds left? You're up three. The Rockets are inbounding the ball side out and they're clearly looking for a three. Why did you not foul? Daniel House has been this guy that every you know jazz fan has been like, this guy's amazing. Great. And defender. I like him too. Admittedly, I like him too, but, but last night... But how do you have a mental breakdown but like la that? Again, you said on the show yesterday, for all of you people who, who listen consistently, you remember yesterday he specifically said that if Daniel House plays too many minutes, he's going to get exposed, yeah. right? You're, 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 you're going to see some mistakes or like, you know, some, some things that are not ideal. And the problem on that specific play was he wasn't the only guy that made a mental mistake. You have your second best player on the team and Rudy Gobert making a mental mistake. So not only... Not only did Daniel House not foul, right? You allow him to get away. Rudy's trying to foul in the process of getting away. Then it gets kicked to Christian Wood. Rudy fades back because that's what every big would do naturally in that situation or like like mentally. But what you got to understand is in that situation, when the only option for the Rockets is to shoot the three to send it to overtime, you shouldn't be fading back. You got to you got to push them back. You ideally what you would have done there is you would have played a defense where all of your guys are up on the three-point line. You wouldn't have had the mindset of, we're just going to kind of play man-up defense. You, the whole point is, hey, they need three with eight seconds left yes. to send the game to overtime. They're not going to be looking for an elbow jumper. But this, and not to be redundant, yeah, Quinn Snyder said after the game, and I think Rudy talked about it after the game as well, mm -hmm. the plan was to foul. 
absolutely. The plan was to follow the Rockets and not give them the opportunity to shoot that three. Mm -hmm. And you can see, and if you check my Twitter, the video I posted of Rudy falling back to the basket, he tries to foul and missed. Yeah. And the bigger question is, what is Daniel House doing? He is on that play, like hip-checking Kevin Porter Jr., Instead of fouling him and sending him to the line, you're up three. At that point, there's four seconds left. Foul him, send him to the line, two shots. Whether he makes or misses, the game's over. They're yeah. not beating you at that point. Yeah. But what happened was you had multiple mental mistakes. Yes. And this is what begins to terrify you about the Utah Jazz, is that you're in a tight game against an incredibly athletic team in the Houston Rockets, who are bad. Let's make no Awful. mistake about this. Awful. They missed a dozen. That's 12 shots within 18 inches of the basket, which is shocking. Which, by the way, while we're a on that dozen. point, while we're on that point, I just want to say, had they made two of those, you damn well might have lost this game. I just want to point that out. A dozen. Like that's layups. Not, that's layups. That's little jumpers. That's a dozen. That's twenty-four points that they had their hands on. But the that last play of the game, the mental mistakes were a guy Rudy Gobert making two on his own, swings and misses on the foul, and then inexplicably, when your guy is Christian Wood, inexplicably backpedaling into the paint when you're up three. But and Christian Wood had made threes last night. Yep. It's it's unforgivable. I know it's habit. Yeah. You've got to know the moment. Yeah. And then Daniel House just not not following the game plan. Is that Quinn's fault or is that the house's fault? Like Well, I think the the thing is, uh, and and I think this is a really important conversation is the is the playoffs approach. This team doesn't play a ton of tight games. They don't. Think about it. No, this they're one team, of the they're one of the most efficient offensive teams. They're number one in differential, plus minus differential in the NBA. The Utah Jazz are number one. This team is either winning by by ten plus points, or they're losing by ten plus points. I mean, that's that's the that's the way the games go. And again, the reason that's the case is because they rely on the three so yeah. much. So if you're having a good shooting night, and you're knocking down the three, and everything's kosher, you're probably going to beat most teams by ten, twelve points. The problem was last night, you were up 18 at one point. You got lazy. You turned it over five possessions in a row, and they made you pay for that. And you stop. The other thing that drives me nuts is I'm watching this game, and my wife is like, Will you relax? But I'm watching this game, and I'm yelling at the TV because they're not defending the three ball. Like they're just, they're assuming, and again, the Rockets are shit. Like they're just Terrible, not good. Dude. They're not good. Now, they you're, are fun to watch. But you're assuming. And correct me if I'm wrong, the Jazz were assuming that that ball wasn't going in. Yeah. And I I, I just That's what fucking <laughs> like, seriously. Me fuck off. They shot they shot 41% from 3 last night. I try to stay calm and not curse. The Houston Rockets. Green was 4 of 9 on his own. Affects me. By the way, does do you see what everybody was so excited about with him? I mean, you can see the potential in the in the Rockets roster, but Again, they're a Good bad grief. team. I, I think one thing I do want to say is if you're a Jazz fan this morning, I don't want to hear, hey, you know, we we can't beat bad teams. It's not that you can't beat bad teams. No. What should concern you is just the execution or the lack thereof 
late in the game. And again, I again, I'll just keep saying it. This is this is definitely on Quinn, but also I think Don this is an area where Don can grow. If you go back to the Jazz game against Phoenix, late in the game when Daniel House was dogging Devin Booker, right? When he was on him, when he was playing tight defense, when he was basically just doing his job. There was a play where where Book kind of got caught behind the timing line, you know, and he was kind of pinned down, but he didn't turn it over. He relaxed, he made the right play, and got it across. <coughs> and Don, they fouled him. Don, Don needs to learn how to stay calm in those moments, yeah. and that will prevent that bad turnover. But I also thought the other interesting thing were the, the and we're going to get to the Rudy defense thing in a minute, but the lineup combinations. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I love some of the combinations and the rotations that Quinn was running. I think when you look at Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson on the floor together, mm -hmm. you look at Conley off the floor, Clarkson, House, Don on the floor together, um, I, I think you're starting to see that, A, the coaching staff believes in Daniel House. There's yes. no doubt about that. Yeah. And, B, they're going to sink or swim with Jordan Clarkson in certain situations. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, again, took terrible shots last night. But, I mean, he gives you 14 points off the bench, but he's 2 of 7 from 3. And the one wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. The one wasn't even close. And the other thing that worries you so much is this team was 3 of 12 from 3. The Jazz was 3 of 12 from 3 off the bench. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. You're not going to win many games like that. You're not going to win many games when this team shoots, I say only, but when this team only shoots 36% from three, you're not going to win many games. They got to shoot 40% from three. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that really stands out to you is I'm okay with Don having six turnovers. Frankly, he's on the ball a ton. He's dribbling double team traffic in the paint. Like he's going to turn the ball over. The other thing is this was a really tight game when he was really the only turnover guy last night. Like, Jordan Clarkson had three, but, hey, water's wet and Jordan Clarkson turns the ball over. Yeah. But you had 18 turnovers in total. Against and, the Rockets. And it's starting to be this cumulative effect where, hey, you know, Mike's got two and Bogey's got two and Rudy's got two and, mm -hmm. you know, you just – you've got to find a way to value the basketball more. Your point guard, the guy that's on the ball the most in volume, is always going to have more turnovers, and, and you're okay with that. Dude, the honestly. reason the reason they're turning the ball over so much is because they don't run sets. That's why. Yeah, they they're, play. They play playing, a lot of. They play the a lot of frenetic basketball. Yeah, you're in the flow of the game, and so yeah. you're, there's no there is no um, like structure as to where these guys should be, and and what yep. the, what that causes is now Don instead of being in a set and knowing where his guy is going to be. Don has to kind of read the play and sort of predict where his guy is going to be. And I, I think sometimes that makes it difficult to to take care of the basketball, you know, especially when you're playing. Again, the Rockets are terrible. But what even though they're terrible, one thing they are is really athletic, really long, really lanky team, which ultimately allows them to make plays. So when you're playing a team like that, you have to execute. It's not good enough to just kind of – willy-nilly and I think when they were up 18 they kind of took their foot off the gas and thought the game was over yeah and I, I think again the other thing that I would tell you that is that is you know really of concern to me is you just don't have continuity amongst your core guys mm -hmm. 
and that worries you quite a bit. I mean, it, it it's it is this whole thing where you just don't know where you're gonna go when 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 things are tight. And again, I love that they had Don drive and kick. Love it. I think that's his highest. And I, th best I think use. it's something they can build off of too. I think it's something that they could absolutely build offense off of. I think I think I could easily see them. You know, let's say they let's say they run into Dallas in the first round. Let's just because that's what it looks like right now. You run into Dallas in the first round. You you can't tell me that against Dallas, Donovan can't get into the paint and start causing havoc. You know, and and I and I also think that you know when you start swinging the ball around and moving the ball and getting the defense to move, I'm telling you, if they can get those wide open looks, that is really like more impactful to this team than it is to other teams because you have guys on this team that can really knock it down from three. Yes. And when they're open, that is a high percentage look. When Bogey is open in the corner, you expect it to go in. So I just yeah. think if I'm Quinn, I'm sitting here saying I want my guys. It's kind of like on a soccer on a soccer field where you're playing zones on the field, right, basically. I, if I'm Boyan Bogdanovich, if I'm coaching him, I'm saying, okay, you either need to be in the corner on most of our offensive possessions or like on the three-quarter wing, in that general area of the floor, yeah. and get yourself open and be an option for Donovan Mitchell. And he did that last night, and that's why you see him shooting well. You know, I also think Mike Conley, if Mike Conley makes four or five threes a game, the Jazz are incredibly difficult to beat. On the nights when he doesn't make anything, they are very easy to beat. Those extra 15 out of Mike are crucial for this team to win. Yeah, and I, I think it's just a matter of – and what's the right way to say this? I, I, I think it's just a matter of – time before you figure this out and the yeah. thing the other thing that I want to say about this is this is another example of where hey man we got Rudy Gay and and you know we have Hassan and we can play small ball no only you can't yeah this is another example where small ball killed the Jazz because this Rockets team on a daily basis is not a big team <laughs> Christian Wood is not a traditional center and they don't have anybody in the middle that should scare you in any way, shape, or form. And yet Rudy has, what, 12 dunks, I think, or something? Yeah. He he has a ton of dunks in this game. 30 and 17. And you lost. Essentially because you wind up in overtime because you get taken apart defensively by a small ball lineup. Yeah. Right? So you lost that 18-point lead. You lost your ability to execute. You lost your ability to defend. Because yeah. of this small ball thing. And again, I'll just say, no Eric Pascal last night. Don't it's, know why. It's, it's surprising. It, that would have been an ideal position to use him. It's surprising. And I don't understand it. Like, the thing that stands out to me is, you have all these creative rotations. What is it about Eric Pascal that you don't like? Tell, it, 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 and I, I wish that somebody... And this is, again, this is just my beef. I'm a subscriber to the Tribune... It is what it is. Explain to me why nobody's asking, hey, what is it that Eric Paschal isn't doing in a game like this? Where, and again, I'm probably not playing Hassan Whiteside over Rudy Gobert in any game situation where the game's on the line, but Rudy Gobert's just not an option late in this game. Yeah. And what what is so hard for Rudy is when you're playing small ball, and here's why he struggles. When you play small ball, you're playing at a really high pace. Track meet. Why is Rudy Gobert able to compete against the Phoenix Suns? 
because they play a slower, methodical style of basketball, right? But when you get to the Houstons, when you get to the Memphis Grizzlies, who play at an incredibly high pace, they play frenetic basketball. Their center, oftentimes, Jaron Jackson Jr., doesn't rim run. He circle runs. He runs from one top of the circle to the other to the other because he's a three-point finesse player. I'm a fucking unit. And I love the guy. I love JJJ. I do. But he's not a traditional center, and that's where the Jazz get into trouble Mm -hmm. because you're not going to sit your $41 million player in Rudy Gobert. So what do we get last night? We get Terrence Mann in the corner, and we get dudes dunking on Rudy Gobert. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That was last year against the Clippers in the playoffs, which is exactly what we saw last night against the Rockets. And this is not Rudy's fault, right? This It just is what it is. The Jazz have not addressed the biggest hole in their championship arsenal, which is we can't defend fast athletic teams. We just can't. There, you, When you look at the weakness of this Utah Jazz team, it's Jalen Green. Yeah, it is. It is Kenyon Martin Jr. dunking on you. He's du- he he's dunking on you, bro. It's Kevin Porter Jr. Explain to me, like, and here's the here's the paradoxical moment. You're down. You're the Houston Rockets. You're down two. Games on the line. What are you gonna do against the Utah Jazz with Rudy Gobert at center? Well, I can tell you right now what I'm gonna do. I'm going to spread the floor. I'm going to switch Rudy onto a guard and I'm going to have I'm going to have Kevin Porter Jr. attack the basket and I'm going to put Rudy Gobert into a make a choice. And how on earth? How on earth was Rudy Gobert's choice not to defend the rim? He chose not to go and try and block the shot. The best defensive player in the league arguably chose not to block a shot. Yeah. Didn't even try to block the shot. Who cares if they beat you with a three? Honest to God. Honest to God. Are you really going to be upset if Rudy goes to block that shot and his open man in the corner hits a three? Because I'm not. Rudy's job is to rim protect. His job is not to be in the corner on a guard. Mm -hmm. Rim protect. Yet he's in no man's land, like going back and forth. Facts. And it leads to a layup to tie the game. Yeah. And it's how you find yourself in overtime. Yeah. So it's not Rudy's fault. Don't get me wrong, like Holly Rowe last night vomiting on the microphone. Oh, Rudy just gets so much disrespect, and frankly, I'm tired of it. It's not that Rudy gets disrespect. Facts are facts. Mm -hmm. Their biggest weakness is that Rudy Gobert can't defend the perimeter. Facts. And the guys that he's able to defend are guys like Luka Doncic, who does not rely on quickness and speed. And he did a great job on Luka. And, I, you know, at times last night, he, he, he had a really good defensive sequence against Jalen Green. But what did Jalen Green do? Drove his shoulder into Rudy's chest, hit a turnaround fade multiple times in the paint. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert can only do so much. It's Royce O'Neal on that game-tying layup, falling in the lane with his hands in the air, not trying to, not trying to block the shot. Don't get it, dude. I don't get it. By hey. the way, where was Daniel House in that situation? He's the, oh, he's the Booker stopper. But apparently he's not the Kevin Porter Jr. stopper. I'm for real. Anyway. What are the people saying? Oh, it's over. <laughs> um, let's see. What are the people saying? Let's go. Uh, Funky Orion says, Jazz almost fell to the Rockets getting blown up 
uh, their big lead equals what happened there. Truth. Uh, Cody Strickland says, good morning, guys. Love to watch an intense game like that, just not with a rebuild team. <laughs> well, this is a code 10 abort. You ain't wrong. You are not wrong. Um, you know, uh, Tanner says too many uh, tangerine Twitter machine comments, I guess, is why he got reported. Apparently. I the, don't know. The dude. Nye guy says Tanner was in the clink. He was. Yeah. You, he was. Eric C., what's up, my man? Good to see you. Nye guy says Quinn, Quinn, Quinn. Ugh. Rudy Sanchez says another blown lead, but glad to get the W at least. Well, and that's another talking point on this team. Like, you, the Jazz have not shown an ability to close games. No. And it, it doesn't matter who they're playing. The Lakers, <laughs> the Rockets, your mom. Dude, like, you were up. What were they up? 10 with five minutes to go? I mean, you had a lead. Stop defending the three. Scott Howard, what's up? He goes, when the FM I don't care shirts for on sale, casuals. Yeah, there you go. We need a curse word on a shirt. Teddy Wayman says casual. it was great to see Don get 10 assists. Uh, yeah. And not to not to keep going back to what I told you, what I, he should be a double-double machine. The guy should be 28 to 30 points and 10 dimes every night. Yep. Uh, and it's not Five, that difficult. It, yeah, it's not, it's not that difficult for him to get 10 assists if guys are going to knock down threes. It's not. The problem is, is that how you win games if you're the Jazz? I think it goes a long way. Yeah. But it's not enough to win a championship. I, I, and and by the way, I, I'm happy to go back to the Memphis Grizzlies argument because the comments on uh, YouTube yesterday were kind of ridiculous. Okay. About how the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, how they got blown out, and the Jazz are better than the Grizzlies, and look how they kicked their ass in the playoffs last year. <laughs> I'm just asking you, do you think that the Memphis Grizzlies are standing still? No. Do you think they that are they like much better, dude. you know, haven't haven't, you know, gotten better? Listen, if you think that John ja Morant isn't out to kill people in the playoffs this year, I don't know what you've been watching. Yeah. The I, dude I, is out for blood. Like I don't understand it. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people um and now of course I can't find that comment, but there were a lot of people yesterday talking about how, you know, you just can't you just can't how do I put this gently? You can't assume that you're better than somebody. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, John Morant's playing at a stupid high level. That team with Clark and Bain, and don't forget Dylan Brooks has been hurt a pretty good chunk of the year. Yes. I mean, they're getting better. Guys are starting to come back now. Kevin Durant's coming back for the Nets tonight. Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at what James Harden is doing for Tyrese Maxey. I'm telling you, Philly's championship level good. Yeah. I mean, if they all stay healthy and if 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 James Harden continues to put Tyrese Maxey in those – did you watch any – and it was on with the, the Jazz game last night, but watching the way that James Harden has elevated Tyrese Maxey's game, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. There's so much attention being paid to Joel Embiid, and I just – Tyrese Maxey's going to kill you. Yeah. He is and going he to kill to. you. That's the big thing. He wants to. Yeah. Um, Tanner says it's strange. Last year, the Jazz did a good job moving the ball, running an offense. This year, not so much. I think it's because they have less three-point shooters now. Well, but do you have less three-point shooters now? I mean, like, who's taking the Joe Ingles minutes? And it was interesting last night. You were talking about how they're ramping up Mike Conley's minutes. Yeah. Why? It's too soon. Why? In my opinion, it's too soon. I, I don't understand why you would do that at all. I look at Mike Conley as a guy that is a must-have. 
if those two, <laughs> two three-pointers he hit last night didn't show you that, Mike Conley's a must-have for this team. Yeah. He's not – because you did nothing else around them, Mike Conley's not optional yeah. at this point. And they really haven't replaced Joe Ingles' minutes. Daniel House really is the guy yeah. taking those minutes. If you if you think about it, I mean, like you saw very little bench last night. If you think about it, we talked about, you know, the fact that they didn't hit many threes. Pascal, um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker didn't play. Trent Forrest only played 10 minutes, didn't take a shot, and was a minus four. Like that is, you look at these numbers, Hassan Whiteside last night plays 15 minutes. He gives you four points, four fouls, a turnover, a steal, and four rebounds. Like, you got almost nothing out of Hassan Whiteside last night. Yeah, you didn't really play your bench. And I know people are like, oh, but he dunked all – and he's dunking it. And dunks are great. I like dunks. Dunks are neat. Yeah. Rudy had 57 dunks last night, right? 27 points, 17 rebounds. Dominant player. Well, where was he when the game was on the line? Not where he should have been. He wasn't dunking. He he wasn't, you know, Rudy Gobert. He shot an air ball on a layup last night. Did anybody notice that? Rudy Gobert gets a rebound on the baseline, shoots an air ball, catches the air ball, lays it in, no no call. Like, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, anyway. And Bowler even joked about it, which I was a little surprised about. He's like, wow, Rudy, a, a shot that wasn't a dunk. He used the glass. And Holly Rowe, of course, goes, well, that's why he's developing. He's awesome. Are we clear on that? Shut up. Yeah, she is a homer if I have ever. I can't do it. It's painful. And I have NBA League Pass. And living here in Salt Lake City, of course, we don't have a TV carrier. The Jazz are on, like, some Denver station. Stop. No, it's not dial-up. We just are in the dark ages when it comes to TV in this town. But the Jazz are on like AT and T Sportsnet, which Keep means it real. yeah, which means we get to watch the opponents broadcast as well on the on the league pass. Let's go. Houston's terrible at broadcasting games, awful. But I can tell you right now, nine nights out of ten, I'm watching the the opponent broadcast, and yeah. last night validated the reason why. Yeah, like I love Thurl Bailey. I think he's very smart, and I like his analysis. Holly Rowe. And I like her on football. I like her on ESPN. She's brutal on the jazz games. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Yeah, like, and I know that's uncouth, and she's a, she's from Utah. She's a hometown girl. She came back home to vomit on the mic. Like, that's all, yeah, that's all great. She's terrible. I can't listen. She's talking about how Rudy's an elite offensive player, and Bowler being Bowler and talking about Bowler how being Bowler. <laughs> Bowler talking about how, oh, Rudy's the most dominant offensive player since Shaquille O'Neal. And it's like, shut up, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, they're sitting there last night legit comparing Rudy Gobert to Shaquille O'Neal. Not, not close. I mean, guy, there's rehab for crack addiction. Seriously. Like, what are you talking about? What else we got? Anyway, I should stop. Uh, George Mitchell says, hello, guys. Best podcast in the world. Yeah, I know. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Brandon Whiteside says, Royce got exposed. The dog walked all the way to the hoop late in the game. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, you know. Uh, Scott Howard says, Rudy did a, did have a nice game, but looked like a space cadet on three Christian Wood hits. That's true. A space cadet. That's true. Also, <laughs> why the hell did the Jazz not foul? I don't know. 
I don't know. And Jake and I argued over this. You're are you a foul the three point here's, with a here's, three point lead? So here's the thing. It's a in my opinion, yes, I, I like the strategy, but I think it's a risky strategy in the NBA because of how how quick the whistle is. Offensive players, especially young guys in this generation, know how to get fouled in the shooting motion. They know the timing of it. So when you're trying to foul, you know, the Christian Woods or the Kevin Porter Juniors or, you know, whatever. But that's not the Golden State Warriors out there. That, I understand, that's not I That's understand. not James Harden but, or Devin but, Booker, But right? what would we be saying on the show this morning had they fouled him in the shooting motion? Right? Well, one, he'd have had to make three free throws, which they haven't shown I don't the ability want, to do. Well, that's fine. I'm not putting a guy on the line but, for the game. But, Jake, it's the Houston Rockets. Yeah, well. Right? And, and I'm the, the guy, and I'll, I'll say this, and we, we yeah. are totally opposed on this. Yeah. Ten seconds or less with a three-point lead, you foul him. My point is. Send him to the line. What we do agree on is it's the Houston Rockets. That's what we do agree on. So, in that position, I would, I would what I would have said to my team was as soon as they inbound, we're going to foul. That was the plan. That, right. I know that was the plan. But in addition, what wasn't said, in my opinion, obviously I wasn't there, but based, out, based on how it played out, what wasn't said was, okay, if we can't foul, if we miss the foul, if it goes sideways on us, push out, push them back, make them take a 30-footer to tie the game. Not a, not a right-on-the-line three that's a wide-open look. Can you believe that? I can't believe he went to – Backpe- I well, cannot I, believe honestly, Rudy Gobert dude, backpedaled honestly, dude, into the paint. Honestly, dude, I I can because that's who he. That's what defines him as a player. He is a rim protecting defender. So mentally, yeah. in the heat of the game, his instincts are going to pull him back. Now, I agree with you. Hey, you got to know the situation. You got to know. Hey, if we don't get the foul, they need three. Push out. You know, like that. Like so. That's that's the part of it where I'm like, hey, I don't think that on the, as a team they were on the same page about the fact that. You know, like if you're Rudy, you should never go running to mm. the weak side wing ever. Mm. That cannot happen in any set or any situation. So if you're Rudy Gobert in that situation, the the heady basketball play would have been to let him go, let House take him, and come back to Christian Wood. But are you at all concerned about Rudy's? And, and again, I think he played, and this is going to sound crazy. But just go with me for a minute. I think Rudy Gobert had a better game against the Suns than he had against the Rockets. And I know that he had 27 points and 17 boards last night. And he Bro, dunked, what are you talking about, man? Again, he dunked 78 times last night. Like, I get it. Right. But but how are you a minus against the Houston Rockets? Because you're not making good decisions. That's why. And the other thing that stands out to me is and I have to go back and look at what his what the box was. But I'm pretty sure he was a negative. And I won't be able to find it. There we go. Now it loaded. Yeah, he was a negative 15 against the Suns. It's decision and, making. Well, but is it decision making when DeAndre Ayton's hitting the elbow jumper? Yes. Is it decision making when JaVale McGee's getting that dunk? Yes. It is. They have to be better as a team in pick and roll. They have well, to. They have to true. be on the same that's page about right. what Rudy's responsibility is. You can't. You can't just say to Rudy Gobert, "All right, dude, you're guarding the paint. Don't care what the situation is. That's not good enough. NBA teams are too good. You have to say to Rudy Gobert, okay, when you're playing DeAndre Ayton and he's your assignment, you're you're we're gonna we're gonna be happy to give up the elbow jumper, or or we're not gonna be happy to give up the elbow jumper. Take that away, and we'll get the backside. Like you have to be on the same page about about what Rudy is going to do because. 
The fact is, is whatever he's doing, whether that's rim protection or guarding the big at the elbow, he's good at both of those things, just not at the same time. Nobody can do two things at once at the NBA level. Well, so, Mr. Mr. E actually, and now, of course, it reloaded. Mr. E says, Gobert's last four games, minus 12, minus 15, minus 27. Was he a minus 27? No, he was not. Stop. Against who? Minus five. Well, that would have been Dallas. Was he a minus 27 against Dallas? No, he was a uh, – hold on. He was a minus five against Dallas. That's interesting because Dallas is Dwight Powell. Yeah. I mean, n- nothing significant off their bench. I, I. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I mean, to 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 be listen, to have the kind of game that he had last night and to be a minus 12 when you score 27 points and 17 boards and you're minus 12. It's not good. That's that's surprising. Mr. E, that's a really good point by you. That is a really good point by you. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says the Jazz consistently give up clutch shots to the opposing team. This time they got away with it thanks to Conley's threes. Yeah, and this isn't that's a great point. This isn't the first time the Jazz have been here. Le- again, speaking of the Grizzlies, let's not forget the Jaron Jackson Jr. three off the wing to win the game. Yeah. That was a dagger three, dude. Yeah, that's same sucked. situation. Rudy was in no man's land. That sucked. I would agree with that. Uh Brandon Whiteside said Whoa. Comment dump. Whoa. Um, sorry, Brandon, I lost your comment there. Brandon Whiteside says there was a play where Book ripped through house. And it should have been an offensive foul. No, it no, shouldn't have been an offensive no, foul. Actually. At, uh, just over the three-point line or just over the half-court line. Yep. The problem is Daniel House is standing like this. Watch the play. We we watched it repeatedly. We were watching the game together. He wa- he he is he let me ask you this. You're guarding a guy you know is good at drawing fouls. A lethal scorer and a, a lethal offensive player. Uh, like what? 45 feet from the basket, 43 feet from the basket. Why are you hip to hip with him there? Yeah. A, B, why do you have your hand extended? And all Devin Booker did, and if you go and watch the replay, Dev just went straight up. And what happened was Daniel House's arm went back into his face. The replay showed Devin Booker's elbow never hit him in the face. And they're going to call that every single time on House versus Devin Booker. And why? Because Devin's a three-point shooter. He's got a reputation. Oh, by the way, he treats the officials pretty well, I would point out. But he gets a he 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 gets that call because he's going up for a three. Yeah. By the book, it, it's not even close to an offensive foul. No, you're, it, it you're is going called up to shoot. Yeah, it's called by the book. There's yeah, there's no doubt about yeah. that. By the way, why on earth are you reviewing that play with Mike Conley last night? That there's was a, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. There's a couple of things that stand out as far as the officials go last night. The, the the play you reviewed on Conley at the end of the first half with whatever it was, a 13-point lead or whatever it was, you have a huge lead with 30 seconds to go in the first half. You're reviewing a call Quinn only reviewed that because Mike Conley waved his hand and was so adamant that it wasn't a foul, even though it was clearly it a was foul. It was a foul all day yeah, long. Clearly. All clearly. day long. So yeah. you gave up your challenge there, which is dumb, yeah. right? But then the Rudy Gobert technical foul with Quinn Snyder thing, that was a dive. Rudy dove. There's no, was it a foul? Yeah, it was probably a foul. Should they have blown the whistle? Yeah. But this is the Rudy Gobert relationship with the official thing. Yep. You can't, 
he was not projected thrown onto the floor by a forearm shiv. Holly, this Holly wasn't Rowe. Jokic on Crowder. Yeah, okay. Holly Rowe is like, oh, that's a forearm shiv in the back. It was not a forearm shiv in the back. I understand why Quinn got a technical foul. I was happy he did it. But Rudy Gobert can't be yelling at the official there because he dove, and he knew he dove. And he knew he dove. Yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. Kay Noren, what's up? Uh, if you don't play defense, most times losing happens. <laughs> that's, Thank you. That, that's very, that's good. Is that true? Are you sure? Uh, play team offense and defense or lose games. That's the facts. You've got to run offense. That there's there's no doubt about that. Uh, Av Lee says, "Hey guys, good to see you. I was very worried with this game. Is there anything wrong with Pascal? Don't think so. I don't know, but nobody's asking that question. Scott Howard says Vernon Maxwell was uh was about to get his Twitter troll on last night. Oh, you know he would have. Tanner Plummer says once again Pascal needs more minutes. The Nye guy says, Tanner, I agree. Mr. E says, any jazz media that asked Quinn about Eric Pascal? Not that I've seen. Nope. James Knight says, great game by Rudy Gobert last night. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, he, you, you would expect. He had a great game outside of those last five minutes. Again, in crunch, the crunch time portion of the game is really where most of this conversation is coming from. Yeah. The rest of the game, he was, do I mean, honestly, dude, Rudy was dominating them on the glass. I mean, there were like four or five times where he didn't even have to jump. And he got the rebound and just put it back. I mean, he was dominating. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and Garcia says, morning, Merka. Didn't Rudy get bashed against the Clippers last playoffs for wanting to stick to rim protection and expecting his team to rotate? He did. Yeah. He did. And the other thing that we saw last night that I thought was very interesting was that Boyan Bogdanovich, I don't know what he was frustrated about, but he turned and he was like yelling at Royce O'Neal. And I think you're starting to see that I'm good looking. Um, I'm really intelligent. Um, not only do I work out, but I'm a sex machine. And Daddy? Yeah. Wow. And wow. Yeah. Truth. Wow. And I've been right about Royce O'Neal all along. And Keep it real. Did I mention I'm a I'm good looking? Royce O'Neal has not been an elite defender in two years. And the hype is finally, you know, bearing out. Facts. Like he, I was really surprised. I even asked last night, like, where is Daniel House? Mm -hmm. What happened to Daniel House late in games? Quentin Snyder makes an adjustment. Like that was a little surprising to me. Yeah. A little surprising. Uh, George Mitchell says uh, Houston bench points was 37 when Houston scored 46 points in the paint. It's terrible. Well, and, it, and it's a lot of that was late third, fourth quarter because they very clearly hit a switch. And just started pulling Rudy away yeah. from the basket. And when they go small ball, I so let me ask you this. Has Rudy Gay has the, the Rudy Gay signing been a disappointment? Yes. Without a doubt. No question about it. I think it has not worked out at all. There's no there's it just hasn't worked. I mean, regardless of the injuries, it, it, the impact on the floor just isn't there. Yeah, I really was hoping that there would be a solid small ball rotation. Pascal is the guy you should be playing in small ball situations. He is the guy. Why not, though? I don't know, dude. Why not, though? Uh, Tanner says, Holly needs to be canned. She's so annoying. I, I don't think you fire people. Hey, guys. People are saying good morning. Eric and Raleigh, good morning to you. Jeff Johnson says, good morning, boys. Good morning, Jeff Johnson. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning, Mary Ellen. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Steve. Hey, guys. Hey, good hey, morning. Guys. Hey, uh, co hey, guys. Coffee hot yet? Uh, um. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> I was a casual yesterday and slept in, but glad to be here today. Good to yeah, see you, casual. Jeff. We appreciate you. 
Uh, Liberty Returns. Uh, is that on your birth certificate, sir? Uh, hopefully, Ainge is teaching Quinn how to coach. Hopefully. Uh, Mesh, if water isn't wet and Mike Conley is healthy in the playoffs, <laughs> if water's dry, uh, if water's not wet and Mike Conley's healthy in the playoffs, do you guys think he can be one of our closers? I, I don't see Never. how he's not. You dude, don't? no. Nope. What do you mean, nope. no? He's not athletic enough anymore, dude. It, it, against the Grizzlies, A, they're more physical than you, and B, they're faster. Against the Mavericks, yes. He can be a closer, yes. But I'm telling you, there's going to come a point where Mike Conley's lack of speed and lack of athleticism is going to come back. I mean, that's just something you're going to have to deal with. And now, the, the the one thing I will say is I would like to see more situations where it's it's Conley and Gobert in the pick and roll. Yeah. I mean, that very clearly is Rudy's highest, best use. Now, what did you tell me last night? Well, he's Rudy's not going to get, you know, a clear runway to the basket. Yeah, I mean, how many times did he have teams, a – I mean, right? he might as well have had, like, a, a an airstrip to the rim. Dude. That I mean, one where he had, like, two and a half steps and he just threw it down. Yeah, like, you're like, not you're not going to get that routinely. But yeah. Mike Conley's the only guy that he's got that clear chemistry with. Yeah. And I, I – you know, again, for better or for worse, I mean, when you're – the thing that it is unequivocal about this team right now is when you need when a team is running and playing fast on you, the Jazz have got to slow the game down, yes. and they do that by giving down the ball and letting him get fouled. Yes, and I think it's it, it's it's what they have right now. So I think you got to do that. Um, Eric C says we need an ass vacuum shirt. Uh, why are the Jazz ranked twenty seventh in assists? Because they play a lot of ISO ball. Mm -hmm. Donovan and everyone else. They don't run offense. Kay Nuren says, yes, Don, passing the ball to the open man will win games. The 76ers are playing great team ball. Hell yeah, they are. What's up, Jeremy Bolton? Good morning to you. Rudy Sanchez says, I think it was funny how Jazz commentary uh, were talking about it's okay not to be friends. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> you know, for everybody who said, you guys are casuals, you're making this shit up. You don't have sourcing. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are never going to be... You're oh, casual. Anything other than teammates. And you don't have to be friends to win. Never. You just have to have offensive ability that's not dunking the ball. Never. And again, everybody in the NBA outside of Steph Curry can dunk. And I'm kind of wondering about Donovan Mitchell at times. But everybody in the NBA can dunk. Yeah. That doesn't make you a good offensive player. He, Rudy Gobert is seven feet tall. He should be able to dunk. He should be the NBA's leading rebounder. He should be one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. He yeah. should be one of the best adjustment players at defense because his arms are 30 feet long. I'm going to say this again. That doesn't make him a great offensive player. Yeah. And much to Holly Rose's chagrin, Holly Rose's chagrin, mm -hmm. he's not a great offensive player. Yeah. He it, it just it you win games by closing teams out. They should have gone to the fourth quarter with 30 35 point lead. And they didn't. And so you wind up in these situations like you found yourself in the Clipper series where you're in a tight game late and they're going to pick on your scabs, dude. Yeah. And the jazz scab is small ball, small ball lineups that Rudy can't defend. He doesn't, he doesn't have a place in that game. It is what it is. Matt Harpering was annoying, but at least he was objective. I actually liked Harp. Like, and I might, I know I'm probably the only one. Uh -huh. I actually liked Matt Harpering. I thought I like a guy, whether or a, a commentator, because I think women, you know, a good friend of mine, Kate Scott, is the play-by-play -play announcer for the Philadelphia 76ers, and she does a great job. Yeah. Women in basketball is not the problem. It's commentators, and the thing that I have issue with Holly Rowe 
is that when she's doing jazz games, she is over the top a homer. She yes. is she is Craig Bowlerjack with a vagina. Like it's incredible to me that she's comparing Rudy Gobert to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Stop fucking doing that. Yeah, it's not close. I watched every game essentially that Shaq played for the Lakers. That guy could shoot the ball. That guy could dunk the ball. That guy had a reverse layup. Like Shaquille O'Neal is one of the best offensive centers ever. Yeah. Not because he dunked, because he could finish without dunking. Yeah. That yeah, I mean, please. I'm sorry if you're offended. Please, by that. I'll, I'll even go as far as to say, yeah, he's a better defender than Shaq was. But in today's NBA, big men that can't shoot are are almost useless in the fourth quarter. It yeah. is it is what it is. Anyway, cool. CJ so cool. Junior says no, they didn't get exposed. They beat a young, fast, athletic team. The Jazz adjusting because defense been stout. Collectively, the Jazz are playing well at the right time. Why other teams are falling? Okay, so I and I want to say it was Whiteside. Somebody yesterday was like, "Oh, the Suns are plummeting. They're seven games up. It's not close, right? You're looking at a situation where Draymond Green is now playing three on three in in Golden State practice. They're not plummeting. What other teams are falling? Because it ain't Memphis, right? It's not. It, it isn't. They're gonna they're gonna play Dallas on Sunday, and I guess we'll figure out, or I guess on Monday, Sunday OKC, Monday in in uh, Dallas. And by the way, don't forget tomorrow night they're they're at the Pelicans. Yeah, I watched a good part of that Pelican Pelicans game last night. CJ McCallum, somebody forgot to tell him he sucks because him and Brandon Ingram together, mm -hmm. it's fun, dude. Like it'll be interesting to see how the Jazz defend them because again, what do the Pelicans do? They play small. They play small. They their their wing players are elite. So we'll see. I don't see these. I I don't buy into the narrative that the other teams are falling. All right, real quick, Jordan McDonald. Good morning to you. K Nuren says uh, yes. Eric needs more playing time. Playing him with Don will help. Don will pass to him. I agree. Is anyone excited for RSL this season? RS somebody is that um, Ron Steak and Lobster? Hey guys. You mean going to the, the new restaurant, Ron's Steak and Lobster, RSL? Ron to Cincinnati. Mm -mm. Uh, okay. Uh, James Knight says the vagina comment is going to cost you if Mrs. Monty caught it. She didn't. Do not weaponize the female genitalia, sir. Um. Okay. Watching soccer is boring, Kaynoran says. Okay, that's not true. Eric, I'm actually not an RSL guy because MLS is very slow. Yeah. I am a Premier League fan. I am a Chelsea football club fan. I am terrified that Roman Abramovich is now selling uh, my beloved blue. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge, huge English Premier League fan. I love soccer. I do. I can't watch MLS on most nights because it is slow. Yeah. Slow. Um, Giggity says, this is playing out just like I predicted. Jazz are making their fans think they're winning in all only to be dropped in the second round. Keep it real. Thank you, Diggity. <laughs> by the way, by the way, anybody see the Phoenix Suns last night? Oh, they're dead. They're done. It's over. They're collapsing. They're, I mean, they're falling like a rock. You guys don't know what you're talking about. They beat the Portland Trailblazers by 30. Some shit happened. There was not a Portland Trailblazer starter that had more than 11 points. They were able to, and this is what should terrify you. They beat the Blazers by 30. How many points did Devin Booker have last night? None. Zero. 
How many points did Chris Paul have last night? None. Zero. They're both out. They beat the Blazers by 30. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. They got 20 from Cam, 13 from Torrey Craig, 18 from DeAndre Ayton, 15 from, from Bridges and Crowder. Oh, they're falling like a rock, bitches. I'm for real. Sure they are. I'm for real. Sure they are. Yeah. Okay. Keep telling yourself that Devin Booker sucks. Keep telling yourself that. How's that Trey Lyles draft pick working out? Well, good. They turned it into Donovan Mitchell. Whatever you say. <laughs> Whatever you say, Slick. All right. The Phoenix Suns are so falling like a stone. They're up seven games in the West. Yeah. Oh, God. But, oh. yeah, the Golden State Warriors. Oh. The Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> oh. Grizzlies are a half game behind the, 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 the freaking Warriors. Are you kidding me? Stop it. Uh, real quick on your nuts. Yeah. Your boy! Hey, baby. Yep. Kevin Durant's back tonight. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Yeah, he's back. He's not on the injury report. They expect him to play tonight. Um, Dude, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know. Do you, so here's my question. I know you went to the store the other night. Did you buy enough lube to watch his game tonight? Okay, fuck you. How's that? What? It's a, is that not a legitimate question? No, it's not. Okay. Your girlfriend coming over? No. Daddy? I'm, are you going to cheat on your girlfriend with Kevin Durant? <laughs> wow. 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 I see we've entered this portion of the show now. <laughs> well, you don't love your girlfriend, so what's the point? Stop. Okay, uh, <laughs> the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, are only three games. Yes, they're on the, above uh, they're the, cut on the edge. They're, they're on the edge. three games. Who are they, the Lakers now? Yeah. How about the Lakers only being uh, – Two and a half games above the cut line, which means missing the playoffs altogether. Yeah, not even a playing tournament spot. Kevin Durant's back tonight. Yeah. You say they don't need Ben Simmons to make the playoffs. They don't. To be in the playoffs, they don't need Ben Simmons. Okay. To, to win a playoff series, they need Ben Simmons. Okay. I'm telling you right now, if Ben Simmons truly is out four weeks, this team's going to – they're in trouble. Because Kevin Durant's not going to be a hundo P when he comes back. It's probably going to take him a minute, so he'll only score 25 tonight. Um, you know. Uh, That's it, Skippy. Yeah. You know, we're going to need your shit. Let's go. We're going to need more from you, sir. Come on, let's go, Schlepper. Uh, but I think that Kevin Durant makes any team better. They're yeah. going to make the playoffs if Kevin Durant Facts. stays healthy. Yeah. Come on. They need Ben Simmons. Because everybody's on this thing where, oh, Ben Simmons sucks. Can't shoot. Uh, passed on a dunk. What a prick. Yep. Well, what you forget is that he's one of the best, you know, fast break players in the league. Mm -hmm. What you forget is he is arguably the best defensive player of the league. <gasps> Every year he's the rookie of the year. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Ben, he's every year. Every he's year he's the rookie of the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, <coughs> he's an elite defender. He's an elite mid range player. Because he is his ability to pass, his ability to hit that little jumper in the paint, his ability to dunk on your mom, like to dunk on your mom. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, my point is. Listen, he's a great player. He ben is. Simmons is a great all I'm player. Saying, all I'm saying is they don't need him to make the playoffs. They do need him to make a playoff run. They absolutely need him. You know, and this whole situation with Kyrie and the mandates <laughs> and and everything like. That that isn't getting any easier. You Jordan know? McDonald has something for you here. Okay. <clears throat> KD is back. 
Fuck that guy. Let's settle this right now. Oh, Jordan, I love you. Um, Tanner Plummer says the Suns are hey tanking. Hey guys. Jordan says Ben's out with a bad back. Poor guy had been game had had a bad gaming chair. Must have uh, been bad for his mental health. Oh. Uh, Kane Norton says yes. The 76ers won the championship with the trade. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Question is, can the Colts win a championship with Mitchell Trubisky? Before we talk NFL Combine, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you hit subscribe. Follow us on TikTok because we're giving away a PS5 when we get to 5,000 subscribers. And by the way, somebody in the comments yesterday was like, this is why your channel sucks. It's not growing. Hey, man, it's March 3rd, and we've picked up 72 you know, new subscribers in three days. If yeah, that's, casual. That's so slow growth, I'll take it. Just I'll saying. take it. This combine quarterback stuff is crazy. Mm-hmm. So you have a situation where Aaron Rodgers is still an asshole and he is still holding the Packers hostage. Yeah, I've been immunized. Number one. Number two, you have this situation in Indianapolis where people are like, Mitchell Trubisky, he's he's the savior of the world. I want it. Oh, Mitchell. Anyway, uh, they're talking about how... <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> They're talking about how, oh, we'll replace Carson Wentz with Mitchell Trubisky. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky is anything but accurate. And as a Chicago Bears fan, I understand that you're going to say, Cody Park, he's triple doink. It's actually a double doink. Screw that guy. Um, cost Mitchell Trubisky a playoff win. Mitchell took him on a postseason. He did. Maserati Mitch. He did. He's a stud. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. All of a sudden, Mitchell Trubisky's like the hot commodity in the NFL. I don't know who this Jimmy G prick is, but I want Mitch. I do. He's an average quarterback until he's not. And maybe, maybe, they both are. maybe, and I could be wrong, which has never happened on this show. Right. Maybe Matt Nagy is just an awful head coach, which he is, which is why we dumped that ass. Yeah. And maybe they shorted Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago. I don't know. But plugging him into the Colts where they corn feed their offensive linemen, hey, maybe that helps him. I don't know. Maybe they hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor 79 times a game and Mitch just throws it once. Right. I don't know. But what I know is, unless he went to Buffalo and got, like, wings and accuracy, he's still pretty not very good. Well, we'll see. I think you. I don't. I don't. You have zero faith in the guy, and I think that's unfair. Not I think, zero. Just, I think. I think the guy was dealt an incredibly difficult task in Chicago. I think Matt Nagy is a garbage head coach, and I think that you know he he definitely deserves a second opportunity. I, I think he went to the playoffs. Carson Wentz, you know, frankly, the last couple of seasons hasn't really done much, you know, and and the fact that they didn't make the postseason this past season is embarrassing, you know. Okay. Wait. 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 Gavin Dale says Ben Simmons in Brooklyn is a perfect fit. Okay, but the comment of the day so far. The Nye guy says, I hope Harden's shriveled bag gets bit off by a well-trained Doberman. Keep it real. <laughs> what in the oh, hell? Okay. Uh, Eric C. says Jaron Hall could do a better job than Trubisky. Take that, you clap-having Jezebel! Okay, that is very Jeremy Bolton of you. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, double doink, hashtag never forget. Hey, guys. I will put you in timeout. 
Uh, K. Nuren says, Green Bay, please trade for the Houston quarterback. Yeah, the Dolphins said that they're not trading for Chaboy, formerly Chaboy. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to Deshaun, but never. I'm guessing it's not. Never. The Nye guy, your comment got filtered. Uh, Jeremy Bolton said, wait, is that a slam on Jaron Hall? Well, he just compared him to Mitchell Trubisky, so I'm guessing that Jaron Hall is pretty average. Shots Taking fired. shots. Shots fired. By the way, did you see that? Um, and I again, I'm not saying I know what I'm talking about or that I talk to people at BYU because I do. But did anybody notice that uh, there was an article yesterday? And I want to say it was Mitch Harper at KSL had an article about how, um, yeah, BYU's not going to lift as many weights and they're emphasizing health. Not to say I told you so, but holy shit, I was right again. Um, by the way, who's the best quarterback that's available on the market? If I had to say to you. Kyler Murray. <laughs> Why? We almost made it through an NFL segment without ripping Phoenix. I want better fucking execution. Look, I love Phoenix. It's our second largest market on this podcast. Um, look, how many things have I been right about today? Here we go. I mean, I think I told you this from the beginning. One, Kyler Murray's just a strange son of a bitch, man. He really just is, just an though. odd dude. He really is, though. But when we were on the shitty radio station in Phoenix, we told you that. Yeah. This is a guy who very Ricky Williams won't take his – he was a bud-smoking running back in the NFL. Right, yes. Yeah, who stuff, wouldn't yeah. take his helmet off during interviews. Kyler Murray likes his helmet on, and he wears a visor so you can't see his face. Mm. He's an odd dude. By the way – He's also a stubby dude who's like three feet tall. And I'm wants sorry, to be... did you say stubby? Yeah. Do you even lift? I don't believe he does. He does have a dumper, though. Anyway, the point is he can back that, that truck up, but Kyler Murray is a small-statured, unconfident, socially awkward quarterback who now is demanding a trade, uh, apparently, and is Allegedly. saying that he wants a contract extension. Well, Kyler, uh, my name's Mike Bidwell, the owner of the Cardinals. I'm going to extend Drunky the Clown, the general manager, and Cliffy the Sex Machine head coach of the Cardinals five years. And we're going to extend you no years right now, which is exactly what I would do. Why did they lose in the playoffs, Kyler Murray? Why did they tank in the second half of the season? Injuries and Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler Murray is a really good quarterback. Who isn't capable of carrying you to a Super Bowl? Empty. The, the opposite of full. It just is what it is. If I'm the Cardinals, I do not trade Kyler Murray. If I'm the Cardinals, I make him play on the tag. <laughs> Got two more years left on this guy's deal. Make him play it out. Oh, he's going to hold out? Okay, cool. We'll save the money. Kyler Murray has done nothing to earn the right to demand a new contract. Yeah. Nothing. Agreed. Agreed. And I think it's unfortunate that he views that he has because he hasn't. Put a booster seat on the bench for the little guy <laughs> and let him watch. Like, I just, I, yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I'm a good listener. You know. Uh, Fat Jesus says, Kyler Murray is a human chode. A human chode. <laughs> I like it. The night guy says, Trubisky, F that guy. Okay. Jeremy Bolton says, don't you come out with that weak Jaron Hall is average garbage. You're better than this. <laughs> My fucking ass. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, here comes the Monty quote, I told you so segment. Hey, guys. Isn't that every second? Okay, now everybody's getting their comments filtered. Um, Eric C. says, F the Nye guy. Herbert's ours. I'll cry if he leaves. 
Did the Nye guy say something about Herbert? He did. The Nye guy said, Arizona, please, oh, please trade Murray to L.A. for Hey Bear. Justin, Never. Justin Herbert. Stud. Has the most beautiful abdominal region. Daddy! I'll stop. <laughs> um, if that happens, I'd be rela- I'd have relations with his new Cardinal jersey. Thank you. Remember that comment? Mm-hmm. I'd have relations with his jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, F the Nye guy. Herbert's ours, Eric C. says. Eric Plummer says, you and the Monty... Uh, you and Monty would have relations with his jersey. I've already said I'd have relations with Justin Herbert's jersey. Well, you know. <laughs> now, the Nye guy says Jesus is fat with facts. Kyler Murray is a human chode. Jesus, you're fat with facts. God bless. Uh, Giggity says Drunky the Clown is holding something over Bidwell's the Bidwells to keep his job. Josh Levern says Andy Dalton greater than Kyler Murray. No, Andy Dalton Dude, has red stop. hair. Stop it. Uh, Eric C says Carr Mayfield. Two of these guys moving. I don't think any of those three are moving. Tua Tungavailoa's hip fracture is still the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. And I don't think the Raiders will trade Derek Carr unless they're able to get Russell Wilson. And Pete Carroll and his gum chewing machinations said yesterday they're not trading Russ or his hot wife. <laughs> it's going to be a Seahawk. Jeremy Bolton says, Ryan Leaf, greater than Kyler Murray. Facts. Go hog. Okay. okay. I feel better. Got about eight minutes left. Why haven't you told your girlfriend you love her? Because it's been two months. Like, it's not time yet. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm sorry. Let me get a pen. Can I need to write this down. Okay, you guys, are you guys ready for advice with Uncle Monty? Yeah. Let me, let me get this pen out. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. What's the timeline for telling somebody you love them? Not two months. Okay. So do you love her? Yeah. Do you think she loves you? Yeah. If you said, I love you, baby. Oh, baby. If you said, <laughs> you <laughs> check yourself. Uh, uh, so let's say you guys, <laughs> let's say you guys engage in repopulating the earth. Right. You know, after the 30 second interaction, you roll on your back and you're like, ah, oh. daddy. bro if you if if, so if if you hop off the if you hop off the pile and you're like oh that was the best i love you right what would she say in return oh it's too soon it's not been 39 days yet yeah i guess i'll have to figure something out yeah like (laughs) how awesome would it be if you're like oh baby oh that was amazing i love you so much and she's like, oh, that's that's really nice. Thanks. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> that's not how that would play out. That's not how that would play out. But that's what you're worried about. Um, I would never say it to her for the first time in that situation. That's not. I mean, that's just what, the wrong way to go about it. What's wrong with the rhythm it. method? Dude, you're not. No, bro. No. Before. No. Okay. Are you going to say I love you before or after you take off the prophylactic? Okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, Dude. Okay, seriously, why haven't you said I love you yet? Because it's just not – It's I'm not ready to say it yet. I don't know. I just haven't said it yet. <laughs> the night guy says, Jake, the love will come once you move past the Levi Lovin stage. Yeah. Have you guys taken your pants off yet? All right. Giggity Daddy? wants <laughs> – uh oh, wow. Tanner says, Jamarcus Russell greater than stop, Kyler Murray. Stop, stop. We're not going backwards. 
We're not going backwards here. <laughs> Josh Leverin says Monty would Sherbert for Herbert. You're yes, damn right. Yes. I would tell Herbert I love him right now. Keep it real. Unlike you. Right. And he would kill me. Uh, t- Tanner, yes, you went too far. Uh, Giggity says Jake going to text her. He loves her? Question mark. Hey. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, I love you. They texted. Um, let, me, let me backspace that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so have you thought about telling her? Yeah. You have thought about it. Have you gotten close? No. What's no. the closest you've gotten? I haven't. There's not. That's not a situation where it's like the closest you've got. So you guys are at the beach in, in Huntington Beach the other night. No, I didn't tell her at the beach. The no. sun was setting. The waves were crashing. All gas. No break. You were wearing your typical sweatshorts. <laughs> you were wearing your typical sweatshorts and man funk. And she was looking ever dazzling. And you just didn't say it. No. Okay. No. Rhythm Method. Great band name. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, you know. A fat Jesus says, tell her with a nice Hallmark car. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right? Are you scared to tell her I love you? No. I just want to I just want it to be the timing to be good. I just want like it's it's a feel thing, you know? Like, I don't know. So you're just gonna be sitting on the couch one day? No, no. You guys I'll are, figure it out. I don't you're, you're know what the. You're getting your beach on, and you're no, like, oh. no, no. I love you, and she's no. like, oh, thank you. It won't be. A, it won't thank be a you. sexual environment. No, no. It will not be a sexual environment. <laughs> oh no. my god. So will it be on the chair and a half though? No, no, it won't. Will it be while you're holding hands, world. walking on the beach? Out in the world somewhere. I don't know where. Out yet. in the wild, hiking. We'll be in the middle of nowhere. We'll be. I'm up, gonna do that. We'll be up at Donut Falls. Right. <laughs> Right. You just haven't decided yet. No, I haven't decided In yet. all seriousness. No, I haven't decided yet. There's just not, there's not, but there, tell me there's not like a rule. Okay, well. There's not a rule. I have to wait until like, we're together 197 no, days it's and not three like hours. That. No, it's just, it's just a, a feel thing, you know? It hasn't been 200 days yet. Yeah. You know? You know. Yeah. But it has been 200 days, hasn't it? Oh, no. Like, how long have you been together? 60 days, officially. Okay. He just told her if she listened to the show today, she doesn't. This show sucks. Yeah, we're casuals. Come on. Tell her in rhythm, Jake. I agree. Parenting 101 is my favorite part of the show, Chris Karn says. You're a casual. I don't know. If you love somebody, you should tell them. And she's a spectacular girl. Mm. You should put a ring on it as soon as you can. Right. Not two months in. That's too soon. You shouldn't yeah, you propose. Gotta, you gotta I agree. Yeah, you, you should not wait. propose. Yeah. Tell her at Applebee's where romance comes alive. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> Dude. Have you ever eaten at Applebee's? Yes, as you a have. kid. Wow, bummer. Sorry. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you're right. You shouldn't rush it. Yeah. It's not something you rush. You shouldn't rush it. By the way, real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Have you figured out anything you don't like about this girl? No. You haven't? Nope. Okay. No. Does she work from home? Um, some, it depends. Depends on the day. It's a hybrid setup. Sometimes she has to go in. Sometimes she works from home. Depends. Okay. It depends. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's switch to work from home real quick. Oh, no, shit. Speaking of work from home, the internet guy's coming today. Yeah, let's do the internet guy because oh, we, we really don't have a lot of time left here. We have to get out. But The internet guy is coming today. Mm-hmm. So now, of course, that the internet guy's coming today, we've had no internet problems for two days. <laughs> you pricks. Um, <laughs> I think it was the Russians who hacked me. I honestly do. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. Um, the internet guy's coming today. We're going to spend about... Eight hundred and thirty-three dollars. It's not a thousand. Yeah, don't round it up to a thousand, dude. That's another hundred bucks for me. I don't need that in my life right now. It's eight hundred and thirty-three dollars. Yeah, come on. 
to rewire my house for internet because apparently our internet's not set up correctly. Right. So we've had internet problems on the program. And so this dude's coming today at noon. So A, I'm going to miss my workout. B, again, I, I actually got a workout in yesterday. Uh -huh. I just didn't do it at lunch. Um, but B, I'm going to be off the internet for like five to 10 minutes, three to five, whatever it is. Right. But it's going to facilitate a much better work from home environment. Okay. Do you have confidence this will fix the issue? Yes, I do. I think that I, I think that what he said has made sense. I think we even tried to we even played a little game with it where, you know, if you remember if you listen earlier in the week, you remember that Mrs. Monsey was on a Zoom call or whatever for her job while we were doing the show and we had issues. So you had called this guy after that and he was like, Yeah, CenturyLink throttles you with their modem and it's a bandwidth issue. And that's the main issue that he's trying that he's not trying to, he's going to fix. And yeah, I do think it will work. I think it makes perfect sense. I think that, you know, it, it, it is the Mevo is very simple. The device we use to stream, it's a very simple device. When it has what it needs, it works great. When it has spotty internet connection, it doesn't work great. So, you know, that's, I, agree. I think it's a very straightforward fix, but you know, I'm hoping that, that it would just be nice to come down here every day at five fifteen and not have to worry about the internet. Honestly, like it would be nice not to have we to worry play about the, it every day. Like it would be nice not to have to play the little game where does Amiibo get on to is the Internet strong enough today? Like, you know, it's not great. So, yeah, I mean, this show is doing all time numbers right now. Like we've never had a bigger listenership than we have on the show right now. Yeah. And it, the incredibly frustrating thing um, is that here we are at, you know, thirty four hundred subs subs and we got to fight the Internet every day. It is incredibly frustrating. So, uh, Giggity says, has Jake and this girl hit um, the ripping ass in front of each other stage yet? Um, I would say we have, but it hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Well, you're a constant fart denier. Right. I'm a fart denier. You right? didn't. So, you guys just drove 10 hours in a car together. Neither one of you farted. Nothing <laughs> I'm aware of, no. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, Eric C., you magnificent genius. Okay, you're both wrong. It's in, App it's in the Applebee's bathroom. Internet salvation, yes, Jeff Johnson says. Jeremy Bolton says, by the way, those NC Jordan shoes that are behind you are lit. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy? Dude. <laughs> the Air Jordan 6. This fucking guy over here was so excited about this shoe, he went live on Instagram yesterday. Yes, I did. It was amazing. That shoe is amazing. The Air Jordan 6 UNC. I actually think it's releasing in the app today or tomorrow. I want it. I mean, it's, it is. You're thirsty for it. I admit, James Knight says, I miss the ability to ridicule Jake in his virginity days. Well, wow. So do I. The Night Guy says, my workout today, cramming Subway into my cake hole in reps of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Night Guy. Uh, how did you miss your workout? I th you're missing your workout? I thought you got a Bowflex. I did, and I did a Bowflex, and I did, like, back on Bowflex, and me and my wife went on a 30-minute walk yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tanner says, well, Jake, you've kept your promise about your guys. Internet holding up better than the jazz 18 point lead last night. Come on. Oof. That's some of my best Oof. material on Twitter. Oof. That was funny as hell. Oof, that was amazing. That was so funny. Dude. I have Xfinity and I'm a true gamer and it works amazing. Think about that next time you want to change Cody. I wish I could. I don't think they offer Xfinity out here. CenturyLink is the only internet available. Like CenturyLink has like territory, whatever. It's one of the worst companies I've ever dealt with. And I've had them for a decade. And it just sucks. It just sucks, dude. Make sure you hit subscribe, please. If you're here watching the show, give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Buy our merchandise. We have our You're a Casual shirt. We're about halfway through that allotment. 
Um, 25 bucks. Find Jake on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. SLC Supercars. Send him a DM. We have all sizes available in the You're a Casual shirt. Hit him up on that. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.